Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. 360biz on cliffcentral.com It is indeed 360biz. My name is Dabahoma Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. Indeed, it is another exciting show where we bring you nothing but business. We bring you nothing but legislature. We bring you nothing but all news that affect not only business but big business. And small business. Uh, I'm not alone in studio. I'm with amazing guests that are very much, you know, what insightful. Um, they say people go to school um, to actually get equipped. Uh, others go to Bible college uh, to be writing big books and and stuff. And others are self-taught. I don't know about them, but I'm sure they'll give us an opportunity <laughs> um, to hear um, what is it that they own about. And more than anything, um, my boys just joined me in studio. Bulelan, uh, Bulelan, how are you, my brother? My oh man, I'm good. <laughs> are you good? I'm good. I'm babysitting. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting day. Is it? Do you, and come to think of it, I've never seen you with a bright color, eh? Yeah. I've never seen you with a bright oh, color. Man, this is me. Last week I was wearing my three-piece suit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> remember when you showed up with your track suits and t-shirts and all that stuff yeah. and flops. So, I mean, <laughs> no. I decided to just tone it down a but, little but bit. But I was, I was trying to be you. I mean, I, I've been wearing suits for the longest time and you, you've always been looking at me otherwise. You see so. the thing, what you need to understand is that I've been wearing, um, casual wear for so long, people think it's formal. It's one of the most interesting. <laughs> it's a psychological thing that happens. <laughs> Otherwise, you good? No, 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 no. I'm good, my brother. Happy and more than anything, thank you, my brother, for holding it down last week. You, you had a good show. Uh, I mean, more than anything, I saw even social media was trending. Uh, man, I think one of the things that they need to do um, down in Cape Town is sort the reception out. No, no, they definitely. It's terrible. Whether it's Skype or telephone, when we do the telephone yeah. as well, it's terrible. Is it? Um, maybe who knows? Maybe we've got someone who's listening who can help me set up studio in Cape Town. You see, so when I'm that side, I'm able to connect there, my brother. You know, we connect with you whoever we want. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's something that that uh, we 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 can arrange. I mean, speaking of setting up studio. I mean, um, it's mainly relevant to the people that um, I've got here in studio. More than anything, the discussion today is procurement and supply chain because it involves buying the goods and services that enable an organization to um, to operate. There's at least one supply chain in every single industry, and in most, there are several supply chains that feed into one another. Some of these areas in expertise required to plan and maintain the balance between supply chain and demand is highly complex. And we'll be addressing during the um, this discussion today on the show, right here on 360Biz, right here on Cliff Central, who will be joining us definitely to have this discussion with us. It's Tanya, it's Tonya Lamb, Lamb, or is it Tanya, or is it Tonya, what is it, ma'am? Tonya Lamb. Tonya Lamb, oh, yes. okay. Because obviously, the minute you, we used to Tanya, so now when you see Tonya, you're thinking, you know, I'm probably pronouncing someone's name. Um, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is Tonya Lamp. Um, she's the sales and marketing manager, um, for Sapix, S-A-P-I-C-S. We're gonna know, get to know exactly what is the Sapix. And more than anything, I've got a brother, um, that I've known for many, many years. Uh, I don't know whether I grew up in front of him or he grew up in front of me. Uh, but <laughs> there, there's some growing up, uh, that, that, that has taken place. Uh, oh, as long as there's growing, ne? Yes, um, he's none other than Mr. Kat uh, Parker, who's a strategic project manager at Growth Point uh, Properties. Uh, procurement? Strategic procurement manager. Or oh, strategic, okay, excuse us. You heard that, my brother. Strategic. Not yes. just procurement. <laughs> yes, so uh, that is strategic procurement manager at Growth Property Point, and he's also the founder of Hazishi um, Consulting. Later on in the show, we're going to be joining by none other than Jackie. Mark Wilson um, from Go Social Essay. Let me take this opportunity to actually welcome our guest um, in studio. We, where do we go? Ladies first? Gents first? Definitely. Is, is the surname Lamp or Lamb? Lamb, as in Lamb Chops. Oh, yes. <laughs> I definitely know that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the beautiful surname. We definitely started with her. No, okay. I hope you've got time in the car. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't carry them around, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Tonya, do you want to take uh, this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are, what is it that you do? I do. Tonya um, Lamb from Sapex. I've been involved with Sapex for many, many years and the supply chain profession. Um, it is totally my passion. I'm very excited about it. I think because it's fast-paced, fast learning, 
always new, always changing. Um, SAPEX, in a nutshell, I just want to give you a little bit of an overview there, if I may. Yes, please. Um, is a community of dedicated individuals and organizations mm-hmm. dedicated to the development of the supply chain management profession, which ultimately leads to business improvement. And I think that's what we're all looking for, is improve business um, outputs, improve customer services, inventory managements, and the like. Hmm. Okay. Um, my brother? Let's move over to you. How do you follow that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, you can see that is well prepared. <laughs> I, I think for me... Um, uh, as come as closer as to the mic or just pull the mic close to yeah, you. Let's get this going. Yeah. It's like rap days. Yes. Don't, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Um, for me, I found as a, as a businessman myself, um, it's very difficult to access procurement people. Okay. You, have you said hi to our listeners first? Hi, listeners. Have you tell us who you are? You have see, you told us what we, you do? We, we very uh, focused as procurement people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, listeners. My name is Kurt Parker. Um, I've got a background in IT, finance. Um, I've run a few businesses myself. And at the moment, I, I work at Crowdpoint Properties in the procurement division. Um, for me, what's important within procurement is um, economic development mm-hmm. and, and looking at ways that we can bring fresh talent into our supply chain. Um, Growpoint as, as, a, as a property company is, is very active in developing small businesses and medium businesses within that space. Mm-hmm. And we as procurement people get our hands dirty in, in, in that process as well. So um, with, with the background of owning my own business, it makes that supplier management relationship so much easier. Because you understand our frustrations. Because I understand yeah. you want your invoices to be paid. I yes. understand. But yes, I, also, I also need yeah. to get Why can't we have people like you in government? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the wheels of government roll very slow. <laughs> 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 and, and, and I'm it. quoting a, a government minister that I work for. So, mm-hmm. so that's not me. Mm. I think... I think it's very important that we understand that there's a big variation between private sector procurement and, and public sector procurement. And I think we'll touch a bit on that a bit later mm-hmm. as to what what is the differences between accessing those types of procurements because they have various things attached to them. And I think that's very important for small businesses to understand. No, definitely. Um, that is um, Mr. Kurt Parker and Ms. Tonya Lamb. Um, ladies and gentlemen, those are our guests for today. If ever you want to join in on the discussion, you are able to call in in studio. Our studio number is 0861 uh, We're on Twitter as well. Our Twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com. We're on Facebook as well. Our Facebook page is Cliff Central. Our WeChat ID is Cliff Central. If ever you want to follow me on social media, it's at Debohoma40 on Twitter, at Debohoma40 on Instagram, and it's Debohoma40 on Facebook. If you want to follow Bulelani, it's at Bulelani Bala, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Miss uh, Lam? I'm not a big fan of Twitter, I must be honest, but I am on Facebook and I am on LinkedIn. Um, Tanya Parker Lam on both. Tanya Parker Lam, okay. Mr. Parker? I see there's, there's a common <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I don't know why she gave away the good surname. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, it's Kurt F. Parker on Twitter. Okay. Get Kurt F. Parker on Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, let me put it out there on the record and say the record straight. They might both be Parkers, but they're not husband and wife. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a coincidence that they're having almost similar surnames. Uh, Thanks for that disclaimer. Um, My wife will love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I, 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 I need, I need to protect her interests <laughs> and definitely <laughs> Mr. Lamb's interest as well. No, right. Getting right to our discussion and let me start, um, um, with you, Tonya. Um, now procurement. There's someone that is listening. In fact, someone <laughs> um, actually asked me that question. When was it yesterday or this morning? To say, tell me, um, procurement. What is it? What is procurement? And um, the supply chain. This procurement. Mm-hmm. Right now, we tend to miss the two. The reason I've brought you guys in studio here it's for strategic reasons, so that people are able to understand. Oh no, these are two different things. So and or is it the same thing? But obviously, obvious part of the show, it's not only to, 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 to educate, but it's to inform as well. That I know there's someone that is listening, but they don't know what there's procurement, the supply chain. What is the difference according to you? Okay. So there isn't really a difference. If I can put it to you this way, procurement is part of a fundamental part of the supply chain. 
If you look at a supply chain, you look at it from a plan, source, make, deliver, return. There are those elements of it. Obviously, the procurement part is a very important part because without without the purchasing of goods and the procurement of goods, you actually can't finish everything else you need in the supply chain. Therein lies very important parts in terms of um, cost-cutting, sourcing the correct suppliers, getting things on time, reducing lead times. Um, so very important parts. Now, there is a difference um, in terms of public and private procurements, okay. which I think is what causes a lot of confusion in the sector. Yes. Um, our public procurements um, often refer to themselves as supply chain management, and that's where it causes a bit of a disconnect. And I know, and I'm pretty sure Kurt can come in here and give that's a bit correct. more yeah. um, clarity from his understanding, being specifically driven in, in strate- strategic procurements. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Katie, can you can come in on that one? I think it's, it's quite important to understand that it should be seen as wheels on a car. Um, su- supply chain is actually the road that this um, car is going on. Mm-hmm. Procurement is the kind of car you're driving and is it fit for purpose. Mm. And purchasing is actually the petrol, the service, okay, the you, oil. You, you're going to have to repeat that again. Eh? So, I think so <laughs> you're going to have to repeat that again. I yeah. like to use these analogies because I can even understand it. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so supply chain would be the road network that you'd actually be driving on. So, so it's procurement participates on this journey called called supply chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, procurement would be the car, the type of car you're driving, um, the maintenance plan that goes with it, um, which will be your contract. Okay. Um, the purchasing would be the buying of the petrol, buying of the oil, making sure that you know if your tires get stuffed or something needs to be repaired, mm-hmm. you, you you'd fix those things. So, I think. You must contextualize it because a lot of people also confuse um, procurement with purchasing. Okay. Uh, procurement is a lot more strategic and tactical than, than your purchasing is, which is very operational. Um, and, and a lot of people, because of ignorance, um, will approach us at different levels to, and say different things without understanding exactly what fits where in the process. Uh, it took me a few years to understand the stuff because it's quite complicated, but yeah. uh, I tried to break it down and make it, it as simple as it possible. It took you a few years. I still don't understand it. How long did it take you, bro? Man, I'm, I'm so intrigued right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're on the same page. You know the only one. It looks like it's going to need more than one show. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so, yeah, you're still saying? So, I mean, there's there's quite a few elements to this um, if, you, if you really want to break it down. I mean, a lot of people just use BE as an interface for procurement. And mm-hmm. I mean, that preferential procurement is only one small part of what happens in the bigger supply chain. So if, if I had to put pre- a preferential procurement into context, you, you think about who's driving that car. You know, it's the driver. What color is the driver? Is the driver previously disadvantaged? So I think that car on the road element will actually be a, a nice... Um, illustration for us as we go forward and we can actually plot certain things as we as we talk we can talk mm. about is, is the road e told <laughs> 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 you know, is the road not mm. told um and and those are the those are the kinds of things that that would actually make a lot of sense for people out there because um small businesses don't know how to approach us small businesses think that we this um metro police on the other side of the of the curve that's that's waiting to to find you or look for for things that you're doing wrong. Um, what what what's happening in business though is that it's becoming a partnership. Um, we we as as a company, Growpoint is a big company. I mean, it's got 101 billion rands worth of assets mm-hmm. internationally and about 75 odd, excluding the waterfront um, and Australia. So we've got a lot of property, and if if somebody is actually renting our property. Um, and something goes wrong with security or cleaning, nobody sees that cleaning company. They say it's crowd points cleaners. Yes, true. it's true. So in in that with, in line with that, we, when we employ cleaning companies or aircon guys, they need to understand that you're working on behalf of crowd points. And for them to understand the way our tenants operate, they need to understand our business and they need to partner with us. So a lot of a lot of the move is away from we just buy services from you and you put it in and that's it. Uh, businesses like ours require partnership arrangement where we can we can work with a business. I mean, through property points, we develop small businesses mm-hmm. into our supply chain um, that understand our standards. So that's Bulelan, did you know that? It. I didn't. 
Mm. Uh, you guys must read yo. <laughs> <It's a problem>. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think it's important because a lot of a lot of companies don't develop companies into their supply chain. What they do is they just say, "Ah, you can, you can do some training in legal, you can do some training in accounting and that." But they don't actually teach companies how to integrate themselves into some uh, company's supply chain. And I think that's important. That's one thing that's lacking from incubation programs out there at the moment. I know Property Point because I work with my hands in Property mm-hmm. Point. I'm involved in, in the process and we get involved in the small businesses. And I think Growth Point's approach is very unique. Mm-hmm. We say we're not coming down to your level. We're saying we're going to lift you up to our level mm-hmm. so that the small businesses can actually understand the level of service that we want to offer to our tenants and need to operate on that level. Yeah. Now, maybe let me come to Tonya. I mean, um, Tonya, supply chain failures result, I mean, in empty store shelves, infrastructure in various stages of breaking down, I mean, b- basic services and resources that are just not available um, as and when um, they are needed. I mean, what do you think cre- uh, creates that? Though? It, it could be many um, facets within the supply chain that cause that. It, mm-hmm. it could be as a result of, of within your purchasing or your procurement side. It could be failure from a, a client to deliver. It could be a failure within the manufacturing side. It could be a failure within your transport and distribution element. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many elements to the supply chain that if you are not running an effective, efficient supply chain, it causes cracks. And I, I think we see a lot of that happening because the supply chain – Traditionally, opposite, op, 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 uh, sorry, um, operates in silos. Okay. So you'll have your procurement, then you'll have your planning, then you'll have your transport, and they don't communicate. So lack of communication from one division to the other across the supply chain mm-hmm. causes these things to go I wrong. Mean, and mean, similarly, yeah. you've got your um, your customer's customer and your supplier's supplier that if they're not extended with into your supply chain, you see the same things happening all the way through. So it's a huge ripple effect. But to get that supply chain to, to that l- a level of efficiency takes mm-hmm. a lot of strategic planning and focus. Um, and whilst there are a lot of companies that are able to do that, there are a lot of companies that don't understand the importance of that. Mm. And I think if we look at, and I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm digressing a bit, but if we look at this economic climate that we're in now, just just looking at your supply chain and what's going on here and now, the changes that you can make could be the make or break of your organization. So small changes, small, you know, fine tuning could make a big difference to you. Small changes and fine tuning. I mean, I do think, I mean, some of the things that do, that we've made mention of, um, are these problems preventable if, I mean, the relevant supply chains are managed by a skills professional? Absolutely. Um, absolutely, without a doubt. But again, um, one of the areas that, that, that is lacking is supply chain skills. It's a mm. global problem. Um, we know that people are not skilled the way they should be to operate supply chains. If you, if you had asked people 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, what is a supply chain profession? They would not have had any idea. Most of them stumbled in it. I know myself, I fell into supply chain <laughs> profession. I, was I had no idea what it was <laughs> when I moved into it. So it means that I was correct when I introduced this. When I said others go to school, others are self-taught, but they'll tell us. Yeah. You see, she stumbled, um, I mean, into it. But I mean, Tonya, I love, I love being practical. Mm-hmm. Um, I run a business. Bulelani runs a business. And, um, I mean, Juanita runs a business. So right now, in a case of small business, um, you, you've made mention that obviously all this, um, is preventable if ever, I mean, you're using, um, skilled professionals. Right now, I can't compete with Growth Point in terms of skills because obviously they're putting a mad fed paycheck than I do or that I could ever put, um, especially at this point in time. So now how do small business supplement um, the, the, the shortage of skills um, in terms of bettering I mean, um, the processes uh, of supply chain for, the, for those businesses? It's a tricky one. <laughs> no. Um, you, you, I think you firstly, you need to look out for, for skilled supply chain professionals. You know, when you're pr- bringing people on board, and, and just to take a warehouse as a, a basic example, okay. if you look at your warehouse where your inventory is stored, mm-hmm. your inventory is where your money sits. That's where everything, you, you know, your, your capital and your money sits in your warehouse. You are leaving unskilled people in your warehouse mm-hmm. um, and relying on them to be efficient, to do things the way they're meant to do. Um, and to look after your, your money and investments. So I think that's key. Even in small businesses, there's no reason why in a small business you cannot have a supply chain professional send them on courses or programs to develop them 
for, to, to have those adequate st- skills to run an effective supply chain. You know, there are programs out there available um, that, that make that possible. Is it? Um, are they free? Is it? Are they? Are they paid for? No. Also, when I come in here, I think okay. there's there's certain skills that which is great right now. I mean, I'm on the SIPs program, and there's certain skills that are becoming available to us. But um, there's one skill that that's in shortage at the moment is you can go to school and theoretically learn supply chain or procurement. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually understand how a business works, what the pressure a small businessman mm. goes through, um, you, you lose a, a sense of empathy for them, especially when it comes to partnership. So for me, um, guys that are getting into, into procurement now, guys that are entrepreneurs, guys that get bored with certain theoretical things. I mean, for me, I started in finance and I got bored at Muntins and, I, and, I, and I, I went down that path. I think... There's certain skills. I mean, procurement as a, as a profession is it's finding its feet. Um, there's certain skills, and, and, and globally, there's certain skills that, that, that are just getting added on to the procurement professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, procurement professional is a bit of a generalist. He needs to know how to um, speak to the different stakeholders internally and externally. Um, so you're a bit of a politician. Uh, you're an entrepreneur because you need to take innovation to, to the business. Uh, what's great right now is the con- other people see the economy as a as a challenge, we see it as an opportunity because now the We've the, gone cheaper. the senior guys want to talk to us. They want to look at ways of, of getting value out of the organization from a cost perspective. One of our disciplines is, 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 is um, spend segmentation. So we can look at your spend and say, this is what you spend money on. You've actually wasted money on this. Next year, let's spend money on that. And you can segment budgets as well to look at how you're going to spend and get strategic around how you're spending your money. So if you had a, let's put it this way, if you had a girlfriend and she was expensive, you know? At least I know people will catch me. <laughs> so you had this girlfriend and she was costing you lots of money. You must right? give me tutorials for these, <laughs> <laughs> these analogies of yours. So um, she was costing you lots of money, um, you know, the, at the time you had a bit of bucks, but now, you know, things are a bit tight. So you will start looking at chicken licken and you'll start looking at, at cheaper ways to actually entertain her, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a very similar adage with business. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of you had a, a polo player with bad basics, no power steering, no nothing. Us procurement people need to come and say you can get the same polo player but with all these added on for the same price. Mm. So we, we're not only saving money, we're creating value. And I think that's key to to mm. to, to this because we are salespeople. You need as to well. you need to repeat that. You're not only saving money; you're doing what? We're creating value. That's true. Because I mean, it's something that as small business, I've realized that we overlook the issue of value. It's all about money, yeah. and and that's why right now, obviously, we we downlook the importance of supply chain. You know, we downlook. Um, I mean, the importance of procurement. I mean, we we only look at that when we're going to supply procurement forms. Um, I mean, within within government or within so and so, wanting to be to be getting um, a tender of of some kind or anything of that sort. I mean, right now, um, maybe uh, Mr. L- Miss Lamp, um, let me come to you. Can you please, in short, um, or quickly summarize the difference between um, private and uh, public um, pre- uh, supply chain? Okay, so the. <sighs> While there are lots of differences, there's lots of similarities. They still have customers. They still have to add value. Okay. Um, but the way they do that is slightly different. I think public sector has to comply to the PFMA. They have a lot of um, a red tape, a lot of um, structure in place that they have to comply to um, in order to, to get their, their procurement Bilalani, and purchase you, side of Bilalani, things done. Do you know what is PFMA? No, yeah, Public no. Finance Management Thank Act. You. Now it's a very <laughs> big document if anybody wants to go and have a look at it. <laughs> and there's also yeah. the, the preferential procurement uh, legislation as well that they need to comply to as well. Mm. So it makes it, it you know, it, it makes it a lot a lot easier for private sector mm-hmm. to, to operate in that space, compo- you know, opposed to, to public sector. SAPEX itself has dealt with a lot of public sector organizations. And, I mean, we ourselves can see the differences and things that we have to do and comply to in order to, to provide a service to them. Um, it, it makes it very difficult. So while they have a lot of the similarities in terms of their customers and the value that they have to add and all those good things, the way that they operate also um, is very, very different. 
So um, do you want to give us maybe one or two some of the differences you're talking about? So they have to. So because they have to comply to this Public Finance Management Act, mm-hmm. um, they have to go through the, the the rigorous process of if you spend so much money, you've got to go through um, a tender a tender process. And I'm sure Kurt would yeah. probably be be able to expand on that a little bit more than yeah. I can. But I'm sure Kurt, you don't have to worry about the you private sector. You come uh, on, you've no. got money. The, the, the problem is you've also got King uh, Three and now King Four. So we've got corporate governance standards that that you've got to. Um, comply with. Mm-hmm. On top of that, uh, private companies have got procurement policies which are based on, on the relevant legislation that's applicable to the country. Be broad based black mm-hmm. economic empowerment. Um, you need to make sure that these companies are verified according to certain things. I mean, security guards in our buildings need to all be um, uh, CIRA, CIRA approved. And yeah. So there's, there's a whole lot of le- verification that also comes with it. So we're not in fact, it's a, it's a little bit worse for us because we've got to make sure that in the execution of our business, mm-hmm. nobody in our supply chain is actually being abused. So it is um, child labor. There's all kinds of standards that we need to look at um, in terms of executing our business. So it's a lot stricter actually for, for, for private companies than it is for public public organizations. Really? Sure. Wow. Then um, then in terms of now the issue of, of, of corruption, I mean, we... In government, it's known to be, be so much corrupt. You know, and I heard that it's more corrupt on the white collar. <laughs> I think I think it's represented. Re, there's, there's a representation in in our community. I mean, where you come from in the hood, two percent of the people are idiots. To be honest with you, you know, two percent of people. <laughs> yet, yet they get the they get the marketing. You know, they get all the marketing rights, mm. and it's the same. I mean, with with any industry, there's a small small. Um, Amounts of people that do nonsense and they make it bad for the rest of us. I think for for some of us, we understand that we're driving the economy with our roles. Um, we understand that integrity, transparency, and openness is, and ethics is, is is a huge part of our practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got integrity. I mean, you got to live with your conscience at the end of the day. So there are those guys that are doing the bribes, and there are the guys that are that are that are paying for it and the likes. But I don't think it's it's fair business practice. I think. Corporate governance standards like King Three is quite clear on on those kinds of things. So yes, you do get the idiots in society that make it bad for the rest of us. But I think procurement has gotten a bad name because of corruption. But procurement alone is not is not a corrupt establishment. Mm. Um, tenders are a small small piece of the of of the of the huge uh, supply chain puzzle. It, I mean, if you look at there's something called the purchasing chessboard that we use um, to strategize the way we're going to actually. Um, uh, procure something and within that tenders are just one <laughs> of of about 16 of uh, strategies that you can actually use mm-hmm. to, to procure so but i think it gets a bad name because it's not well managed it's yeah. not well audited uh every process that i do gets audited so i know that you know if, if i'm going to do nonsense i'm going to get audited and i'm going to get found out anyway mm. but there's also a certain sense of integrity that goes with working in procurement because you're dealing number one with the company's mm. money. Oh yes. In government, you're dealing with taxpayers' funds, um, and and at the moment, taxpayers are getting a bit irate. <laughs> you can see the political situation is is creating a voice for people. Um, but for me, my personal belief is that I'm here to develop the economy through what I do, and that's why I take this so seriously. Mm. Tanya, tell me. I mean, um, SAPIX is a professional um, knowledge-based association that enables individuals. And organizations to improve business performance. How do you guys do that? There are a number of different platforms that we use for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of our, our main um, the ways that we, we get to do this is through our annual conference every year okay. um, that we host. We have around 1,200 delegates where oh. we share um, best practices, how to improve supply chain efficiencies, what are the new trends, new methodologies, um, we have a variety of speakers from overseas um, because obviously we, we still need to look to overseas for, for best practices, although a lot of our South African um, companies and organizations are running really top-line supply chain functions. Mm-hmm. Um, is, ha- is that now the, the 38th annual SAPEX conference? That's correct, the one at Sun City um, okay. that's taking place in June. My brother, we're going to Sun City. Are we invited for so wait before? Absolutely, oh. without VVIP. a doubt. <laughs> VVIP. <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. In the no. VVIP section. In the oh. VVIP, absolutely. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. Um, tell us more about the 38th annual SAPEX conference and supply chain management. 
so so the conference is, is intended for, for knowledge sharing, information sharing sessions. So we have a number of presentations, workshops, knowledge exchange sessions. We have what we call the African Cafe, mm-hmm. where you experience a supply chain simulation. Okay. Um, so it's how to run a supply chain through a risk-free environment. The networking opportunities are something that are, are probably the best thing that come out of the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the opportunity to, to talk, share, um, experiences, knowledge, information with your peers. So, for example, if you've got somebody from a mining sector talking to somebody in a, I don't know, fresh produce, um, a supply chain is a supply chain. The generics are the same. It's how you do the specialist areas of it that, that are different. So somebody from a fresh produce could get a great tip from somebody in mining. Um, and that's where that, that interaction networking is really, really great. We also have um, exhibitors and uh, from from across supply chain management sector that represent the best of products and services that are happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you could have anything from um, your ERP softwares. You could have specialist software solutions, uh, logistics and transportation. So whatever's happening in industry, those suppliers that are the best that are happening are the ones that are, that are at conference. So you can go there to find out what's what, who, who should I partner with, who's available, um, and experience those things as well. So from a holistic point of view, not only from a knowledge exchange and learning platform, the networking and learning about the products and services, I think kind of just encompass everything in a nutshell mm. that you get over the two and a half days. Okay. So guys, I see it's from the 12th to the 14th. So it's two and a half days of, um, I mean, intense um, information. So now for people that want to know more about um, this information or that want to be wait let me start here first is it open to the public absolutely open to the public oh okay so where can people get more information about it that want to read so you would go onto the the sapix um, web page www.sapix.org um, you'll find a lot of information about the organization and there is a link to the sapix conference page as well where you'd be able to access all the information okay sapix is s-a-p-i-c-s right? that's correct yes okay. can you give us a www.sapix.org that's correct yes okay no, it's fine. I'm looking forward. Is it is it free to get in? Is it money? Um, no, unfortunately, there's money involved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want if you want quality products or services, you have to pay for them. So, um, you know, Sapex is a is a not for gain organization, um, and this is how we we generate money to further develop the profession is through hosting of events and our conference. Okay. So. However, we have done research and the pricing compares very favorably to events of a similar nature in industry. So what you get for the two day, two and a half days, what you pay for includes refreshments, your meals. It just doesn't include accommodation. That's all. Oh, okay. So, um, so, but now obviously in terms of people that want to book in, all of that information is online. Everything's online. Online booking, online accommodation, the program, everything is available online. Okay. Um, Mr. Parker, um, how can small businesses access opportunities, whether business incubation, training, um, yeah, that you guys are offering at uh, Growth Point? I think there's, there's quite a few, there's quite a few, um, ways of, of accessing business, um, opportunities. But I think the, the one that's, that, that gets the most, um, coverage is, is business incubators and, and you know I've spoken to you about Property Points which is GrowPoints business incubator okay uh, well it's an, a GrowPoints initiative uh, other property p- companies have actually joined with us to actually um, give access to their supply chains so um, Attack who's, who's the owners of Mall of Africa have actually joined with us and are, are working with us in, in developing small businesses through the program mm-hmm. Um I, I just want to touch on a few other things. Um, what, what I'm finding is a lot of businesses are coming to me with their products and saying, here's my product, use my product. Um, but I might not need that product. You know, so I, I like to, I'd like to educate guys that if you go into a, a job interview, you'll go on the internet, you'll go on LinkedIn, you'll go wherever you need to go to find out some things about that company. Yeah. You know, what that company does. What the problems at that company are, you mm-hmm. might chat to one or two mates that work at that company mm-hmm. to find out, you know, what kind of a company is that if I'm going to work there. So it's no different to selling to a company. If you're selling to a company, you need to know what problems that company is actually having, uh, what challenges they're having, um, so that you can position your product or your service properly. So what happens is a lot of guys come and sell me stuff that, like I'll give you an example, security. There are about fourteen, fifteen thousand security companies in the country 
and about 50% of the security companies are, are registered with CIRA. So the other 50% are not, not even verified. Yet we've got arrangements in place and, and contracts in place with our security companies, but guys are still selling our security. They haven't found out that, you know what, this company has really got security. But yeah. that's why we have you here. Tell yeah. us, what do you need? Eh? Yeah, so that we give you. Tell us, what do you a, need? There's another, funny, <laughs> there's another funny one I got. It's called Zonke Bonke, right? Okay. So what happens is the guys come to us with a shotgun approach, you know. I do plastering, tiling, security, uh, Zonke Bonke services. And then my question for you is, what do you do well? <laughs> you yeah. know? Because if you can do a host of services, but if you can't do one well, then I can't work with you. So, I, I, I mean, I've spoken to Bob Mabin about this a few years ago on, on packaging your service correctly. Okay, tell us quick. We want to know how to package because right now uh, so it's, it, we, we can identify problems, but I think we need to give solutions as well. Yeah, so yes. so if you, if you come to me and say I'm doing tiling, pl- plumbing, um, I'm doing drywalling, I'm doing painting, you're actually a, a small works company, or you do facilities management. So it's a matter of, saying, of, of, of packaging your, your, your services into a package that can be sold. Mm. So if I've got this cell phone, for instance, and this cell phone has got a whole host of uses, we're not going to use all of them. And and some of them on the cell phone are not that great. Well, like I, I got an iPhone, so everything is great. But that's besides the. Well, you are very excused right now. You are very excused right now. But I, I think what what guys need to understand is if you do something and you do it extremely well and you focus on it and you and and and, and like Sapix is uh, Tonya said, you you get yourself skilled up in that thing. You know everything there is to know about a service, and you come and speak to guys like us. We're more we're more receptive to you than somebody that's actually just taking a chance. You know, that's it's one of the services that you do, and we know that um, when we get tenants jumping up and down, we won't be able to rely on you to actually do that at the quality that's required of, of you. So it's very important that companies focus on exactly what they want to offer, mm-hmm. because if you wanna if you wanna do zonke bonke, um, it's going to be a bit of a challenge in the private sector, especially. Um, and, and that's one of the things that comes across from from the public center where guys are tenderpreneurs and they do everything mm-hmm. and they try to bring it across to the private sector and we're like, no, 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 no. What do you specialize in? Show me what you specialize in. What are you good at? And and let's talk about how you can actually solve some of our problems on the ground. Mm. I mean, what you're saying is quite true. I mean, Tanya, um, do, is there, is, how important is, is specializing when it comes to supply chain? It is important to have a good knowledge and a good foundation for the areas that you're working in. But I think as well, um, in terms of, of supply chain skills, if you're looking at the, the supply chain, you need to have some um, level of adaptability. Okay. So you need to have an understanding of what's bef- behind you and what's in front of you at the supply chain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, well, I'm working in, in planning. Yeah. This is my function. This is what I'm doing. But I have absolutely no idea or no care for what else happens before behind me because that has a ripple effect in supply chain. In terms of, of what Kurtz is saying in, in what he's looking at for, from a procurement point of view, absolutely, yes. You need to be skilled. You need to know what you're doing. You need to be able to offer a solid solution um, when putting yourself forward. Um, otherwise, you, you're letting down um, the rest of the profession if you're just skimming across the top. Hmm. You're letting down. Um, repeat that for me. You're letting down the profession. You're the, letting the down the profession. profession yeah, because yes. I mean it's something that 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 we overlook um, the most, and we not take um, into consideration, especially as 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 business. Do you have something to add? Yeah, I think I think there's also something else that that comes across quite quite easily for me because you know I'm a numbers guy, so there's certain things that I pick up. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a, I've got a simple formula for 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 companies, and and a huge problem I find is costing. Um, small small companies really struggle in terms of their costing, and what I found is, you can see on their financial statements that their net profit versus their gross profit, if there's a huge percentage gap there, they don't know how to cost. They're buying it, they're buying it macro, and they and they're trying to compete with guys that are buying directly from the supplier. So I think um, one of one of my roles is is how do I give access. Um, to small companies, to big suppliers as well, so that they can actually compete on a, on a competitive playing field. How do we train them up? And I think we've been doing quite a bit of that um, to get the guys skilled um, to to install whatever product it is. Or, or and and the suppliers are awesome because a lot of the suppliers are coming on to board on board and saying we'll train these guys up so that our 
original spec is kept. So if we're training guys up to original spec, we're going to have quality within our supply chain. So it's it's very important that, that companies cost right. I mean, you talk about um, small businesses having procurement skill. One of the, the 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 most basic procurement skills is where are you buying your stuff? Hmm. Uh, in construction, do you have a QS? Are you working with a QS? I see in the newspaper and the other day, um, Praveen Gordon has, has made sure that all infrastructure projects now are signed off by a QS. Yeah, that's true. So having a QS, I mean, a lot of guys get a student that's just come out of school and working with them that doesn't have any experience on the ground. And or they have some OPA that's that's on his way out that's consulting, um, and it's not giving him true value for for the money that they're actually paying. So it's actually worth your while to go and invest in the services that are that are applicable to your business. I know you know entrepreneurs are out there to make to make money to bring income, but in order to to um, put your money where your mouth is, there's certain um, professionals that you're going to have to rely on. In order to execute your business, um, let me bring in on the line um, Jackie um, McKay Wilson, Alder from Cape Town from Go Social Essay. Jackie, how are you? Good afternoon, guys. I'm very well, thanks. And you? I'm good, thanks. Um, Jackie, do you want to take this moment to say hi to our listeners um, once more? Hi, guys. It's good to be on the show again. And just to, I've been listening in and, and tweeting a little bit, and just to bring a little bit of an element of how social media fits into this whole picture. Yeah. And um, I'd like to tie in with, with a few things that both Tanya and Kurt have, have described during their, their time on the show. Okay. And uh, that that basically relates to, um, you know, Tanya spoke about the upcoming conference and uh, the various stakeholders that are going to be there. And we all know that we have this amazing tool at our fingertips called the the internet. And whether you are um, in big business or you're a small business owner, it is a tool that can really be used to your advantage in the supply chain uh, scenario. Even even if you're if you're not very familiar with all the ins and outs, and you're kind of learning as you go along, mm-hmm. having social networks at your disposal is. Um, a way for you to really uh, build relationships. We all know that business is about relationships. We do business with people that we know and like and trust. And social media can help to build those relationships of trust. If you, for example, go to the uh, Statics conference that Tanya was talking about, you will meet people, you will network on the ground, and using networks like LinkedIn or Twitter afterwards, if you're diligent about your follow-ups, you can keep those conversations going in a very informal way. So it, it makes it it makes it easy to impart a sense of personality into the communication, and it it helps you to build that that relationship of trust and to to build your reputation as a customer of choice. You start interacting with various suppliers and you stay top of mind, and that really um, is is something important. I think if you if you want to be uh, often, you know, we say that business is is about hard work and and persistence, but it's also about a bit of luck, being in the right place at the right time. And I believe you make your own luck by building strategic relationships. So that would be the first thing, really, is about that relationship building for customers and suppliers to connect. Online, but then of course the other thing uh, you know that Kurt described was internet research. He he was talking about uh, suppliers positioning themselves to sell their products and services, and and identifying the problems and challenges that that are in place so that you can really um, set yourself up in such a way as to offer solutions. But I think if you do your homework, and, and that's the way the world of selling has really changed, if you do your homework on, on, on the people that you want to be interacting with and building relationships with, you, you will find that it's a lot easier to position yourself as a, as a point of service. And social media can help you. A lot of times there's so much information available online if you're just diligent enough to go and look and to take the time to forge those relationships. Um, If you are trying to find out about what is trending in the world of 
um, supply chain. There are about 228 tweets an hour based on the hashtag supply chain that are being generated across the world. And this is you know, just from, this is just from last year. So, I mean, you can find out a lot and you can network with a lot of people globally just by doing a simple search like that. Jackie, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to just jump in and ask something, you know, the biggest challenge I think for us as small businesses from time to time is we don't really get to meet these people who actually do some, most of this procuring. And I mean, I think maybe this is a question that we, that, that I might just pose to you, Tanya. I mean, where do we get a hold of people apart from going to their offices, banging on their doors and kicking down Kurt's door every day showing up and I'm a plumber, I'm a cleaner and to be able to (laughs) (laughs) to be able to integrate that with um to be able to integrate that with what Jackie's talking about. I mean, the social media, because in order for me to stay top of mind and be relevant and get them into my social circle, I need to find out where they are socially. Is there a place where they are socially? I don't know, um, Tonya, and then I'll pose the question back to you, Jackie. Well, in terms of um, SAPEX is very pro um, the social networking, social media. We're on all the platforms, which we use regularly. Um, and what, that's one of the things that will be coming up at our conference is that very thing in terms of um, social media and supply chain management. So, I mean, there are a number of directories that are available online um, and things like that where you can look for that information. But if you had to go to, for example, the SAPEX LinkedIn page, through that you would have access to um, SIPs and some of the other bodies, organizations that specialize in certain areas, um, and who's doing what, where, and how you can access them or, or make contact with them. Well, Jackie? Well, I think Tanya's answered that from from a South African context. It gives listeners a starting point. But, I mean, they are uh, just doing a simple search within LinkedIn itself or within Twitter itself is going to give you um, a lot of relevant information. And you can sift through it. Uh, obviously, location plays a role, and that's why I think the fact that Tanya mentioned SAPEX and it is South African, that, that plays that's important, that's critical. But if you want to gain knowledge and um, learn from from global players, because obviously, let's, let's face it, knowledge sharing and being able to absorb ideas and guidance from professionals outside of our own organization, that helps to drive innovation and that in turn builds a competitive edge. So I think it is important to also keep a finger on the pulse of what's happening in other places across the world. And and really with that, like I say, you could simply do a search for the hashtag supply chain. You could join a LinkedIn group such as supply chain minded or supply chain optimized. And if you join the group and you don't really know where to start, simply ask a question or comment or start your own discussion on LinkedIn. And you'll find that other people will join in um, and, and, and it will grow from there. So, that that would be a simple way to get the ball rolling, but I think it also depends, you know, what it is that you're trying to achieve on social media. Are you trying to build your network? Are you trying to extract real-time information? Because most of us go to social media for our news these yeah. days. And so in, in the case of procurement, you have the ability to monitor news and info in real time, and that's quite a valuable asset as well because – if you have a real-time view of your suppliers, but also your wider industry, this can also give you a competitive advantage. So you know, often before the effects are felt downstream in, in the supply chain. LinkedIn, so, LinkedIn. so you know, that's, that's quite a valuable um, uh, point of view to keep in mind. But um, blogs, uh, there are a lot of supply chain blogs online, and the, subscribing to one or two of those can also give you deeper insights into into what's going on in um, in the supply chain in the field. You know so, what, I'd, um, Jackie? You know what I'd like us to really engage in, and I, I know that we're going to put together a show on this in June. But I want us to actually put together a show around developing um, a proper LinkedIn profile for startup entrepreneurs and SMMEs because that's one of the things that I struggle with, and I've been in business for yeah. a few years. And I mean, just to look at what you're talking about now and how we can infuse it um, into, you know, developing yourself. I mean, your I Facebook ag- page I agree and with all that, that yeah. stuff. Don't be so interesting yeah. if we covered Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 
Yes. Yeah, so that'd be amazing. Um, LinkedIn and Twitter are your primary business-to-business channels, and I, I will actually be the first to admit that I've gained more uh, solid business relationships and more of an ROI off of my interactions on Twitter than on any other network. Wow. But it depends what you favor. Some people are LinkedIn aficionados, and, and they do really well, but obviously having an optimized profile helps because it helps you be found in search, so you show up more easily and obviously, if other people's profiles aren't optimized yeah. and you do a search for supply chain professionals in South Africa, uh, you're so, going to struggle if they haven't optimized their profiles. So it's in everyone's interest yeah. for, for us to make sure our profiles are, are optimized. Yeah. So, Jackie, I'm going to cut you off there today. It's always a wealth of information that we get from you and wealth of wisdom. But I definitely want us to, you know, give a whole hour to that particular topic um, in June, but we have you next week as well, yeah? So, Jackie, 100%. 30 seconds inspiration or 10 seconds inspiration? 10 seconds inspiration. It is not about only what you know. It is about who you know, and you have all the tools at your disposal, so don't be afraid to use them. Get going. Make make an effort on social media, and if you're willing to put in the time, you will reap the benefits. Thanks, 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 Jackie. Beautiful, Tanya. Thank you. Um, my So my 30 seconds would be um, get to this Apex LinkedIn. Yes, social media is happening. Um, we're very active on the LinkedIn page. We have we have access to a lot of international platforms, companies, um, leading um, professional um, thought leadership um, people on that platform. So there's a wealth of information that you can access. Secondly, anybody that wants to get into a career in supply chain, um, you can do it. Um, it's a fantastic career, many, many opportunities. And if you're looking for information, please visit the SAPEX webpage. Thank you very much. Um, for me, we need more pre- um, procurement professionals in the country to develop the economy. And I'd, I'd like to also challenge the procurement professionals out there to make it your personal uh, mission to develop small businesses within your supply chain so that we can actually develop the economy as a, um, as, as a profession. Um, yeah, go out there and get things done. I, I want money uh, from you guys, but we'll talk after the show. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, catch us again next week, um, Tuesday from 3 to 4. 360 Biz, talking entrepreneurship, talking business, talking opportunities with your boy Bulelani, Balabala, and Debo Forty. Yeah. Cliffcentral.com.